Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast, NBA playoff preview part dose, part two, uh, with SYP creator Fuji. Uh, Fuji, thank you for joining us. A, sick hat. Uh, oh, thank you. B, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired. I got vaccinated yesterday, but it's oh, all you got, good. You got the 5G in you. Yeah. Nice. I uh, gives me a better uh, call quality. Well, I was gonna say didn't, better connection. Didn't your phone just buzz so clearly? You know. Yeah, you mentioned it, so I had to buzz. That government's just tracking us all the time now. Um, so we we potted on Monday to preview the playing games and the awards. Now it's Friday night. We're gonna be previewing the actual playoffs because now we, except for one series, we don't know officially because we're recording this in the middle of the Golden State. Uh, Memphis playing game for the eighth seed, but we can pretty much get through the rest of the playoffs and preview it and talk about it. Um, what series do you want to start with first? Do you want to go west to east? Do you want to start with one seed? Where do you want to start, big guy? Uh, let's start in the east. All right. Let's start in the east. We'll, you know what? Screw it. We're, we'll start with the Knicks. We'll okay. start with the four-five matchup just for you, because I know you've been all over the Knicks. We'll start with the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. All right. So they had equal work records this season, 41-31. Uh, they were both not very good last year. Uh, so they're both making the playoffs after missing the playoffs for numerous seasons. Um wh- what are you looking forward to the most in this series? Um I'm definitely looking forward to Julius Randle, Derek, Derek Rose, RJ Barrett. Um, really like those guys. Want to see how they perform. Um, I just really like the Knicks this year because they're just so tough and everybody buys in. They're, they're a great defensive team and you know they've got guys who can score almost at will sometimes. Um, you know, I'm really excited to for them. Especially since you know they'll have fifteen thousand fans on the first day, it's gonna be it'd be amazing to be an MSG at, uh, on in that game one. That's gonna rock is having all those fans there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's a young team, but it also has a lot of really quality veterans, and I'm just, I think I'm just really excited to watch that series. So, one of our big fans, uh, Max Kleben, who listens to the podcast. He wanted to know your thoughts on the Knicks, and you kind of just gave your thoughts on the Knicks. And I guess the que- I, I guess the question to follow up that will be: How far do you think the Knicks actually go? Do you think this is just a first round win and then they're eliminated, or do you think there's actual potential for this team to go on a long run? Well, it's kind of hard since the next matchup is going to be the 76ers, who are the one seed, but. You know, I think that is that still is quite competitive. There's definitely uh, the Knicks definitely have the ability to knock games off of the Sixers. Because, I mean, I, I like you said, I love the fact that there's playoff basketball back at Madison Square Garden. It's one of the coolest buildings I've ever been to. Um, so glad I got the opportunity to go when I did. And it's it's just better when you know the Knicks are doing well when ba- like when basketball at the Mecca is doing well. That's just when life's great life's good as Drake and people sure. say but but the other the other x factor I have in this is Trey Young um and how he's going to perform if he's going to have to put up you know 
30, 35, 40 points a game to keep his team alive. And especially against, like you say, that tough Knicks defense that's going to, you know, just strangle him to death probably. Actually, somebody will probably strangle him because he's just going to be so tough. Um, who do you have winning this series? I think you have – I think you already kind of said who you think is going to win. But who do you think will win and in how many games? Uh, I think the Knicks would win this series. I would say – about five or six games. Um, you got to give credit to the Hawks, though, because they are they're still quite like a good team. They're, it's not like, you know, there's injury. There's definitely injuries on the side of the Heat, the Celtics, the Wizards. They probably could have been higher seeds, but the Hawks definitely earned their spot uh, this year. You know, they had such a balanced scoring roster, and, you know, they had a good amount of depth. And at the start of the year, when they were kind of, they took off at the start and caught people by surprise. And people were like, yo, these guys are actually the real deal. They're not just going to be, you know, fighting for a play in this year. Um, but they still have, you know, solid veterans, players, um, and a lot of really solid young guys as well. Um, you know, the great, good three-point shooting team, uh, good perimeter defense team. Uh, they have Clint Capella down low. He's a great shot blocker. Uh, I think the key for them is to still have that, balanced scoring. I think they do have over a big spread more scores than the Knicks, but I just, I think Trey Young definitely I don't think he can be trying to go for 35 points a night. You know, if it happens, it happens, but I think he really needs to be a distributor. I was a year early on the Hawks. I think I said last year they could be a dark horse team to make the playoffs because they have they have they have some of the same I mean they have a, a couple new additions, but they mm-hmm. have, for the most part, the same core with Trey Young, John Collins. They added Capella last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they added a, a few pieces. Uh, Herder, Kevin Herder, one of my favorites, just because he's a white guy uh, who he is ginger too, isn't he? And he's just yeah. killing it in the NBA. So that's cool. Um, I got the Knicks winning in seven. I think it'll be a really back and forth type series. I think it'll be physical. I think it'll be tough. I think both teams will just uh, probably abuse each other for uh, seven games, just back and forth and tough. And there, there's going to be no stone left unturned by the time the series is over. So that's what I'm, I'm there's actually like low key has the chance to be one of the best series in the playoffs, the Knicks Hawks, I think in, in the first round, I, I, that's how, that's how excited I am for the series. And I don't have a rooting interest in either one of these teams. I just think it's going to be competitive and really fun. Um, let's go then to let's go to the three six matchup in the East. Yeah. Let's, let's go to Milwaukee and Miami. Another really fun series. What are your thoughts on the Bucks Heat round one? I think both of these teams definitely have potentials to make it out of the East. You know, I saw last year the Heat made it out of the East, and the Bucks this year have gotten better in a way. Um, they've picked up extra. You know, they have the really the same core as last year, but, you know, some of the younger guys like DiVincenzo um, have improved over the year. Uh, the, you know, Drew Holiday is he- uh, healthy, so he'll be playing. He'll be uh, out there playing very well. Uh, Milwaukee is a great defensive team, and that's kind of how they're going to win, I think, mostly through defense and then just being consistent on offense. Uh, my issue with Milwaukee, though, is that if Giannis is kind of slowed down or not doing so well, I don't feel like anybody else 
kind of takes it to the next level, I guess. Like you don't have, you don't see Chris Middleton putting out 40 that often or Drew Holiday trying to get 35 plus uh, Giannis isn't doing well. Definitely. I think just supporting guys on that team need to step up a bit more. Chris Middleton needs to kind of be a bigger threat than he is. Uh, as for Miami, I think Miami just needs to kind of have consistency. Uh, they have a lot of good, great shooters, but they've definitely been streaky throughout time of the year, which has definitely hurt their record. Uh, as for defense, like they have great individual defenders. They have Jimmy Butler, Trevor Ariza, uh, Bam Adebayo, Defensive Player of the Year finalist. Um, you know, they're a very balanced team, and they have a lot of guys who can just score whenever they want, like Drogic, Butler. Um, you know, they've got shooters, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Arrow. You know, these guys can all just score. Can, can all, everybody can get hot on this team, even, you know, Kendrick Nunn. Um, they've got really good def- uh, stopping ability on the defensive end. I just think they need to be really consistent, locked in. Um, I think everybody needs to be on the Jimmy Butler workout routine before the series. Uh, it's going to be, I think this is probably my pick for the most fun series to watch. See, I I don't know if the Miami Heat came up to Squamish in an all hike the Chief before their series, like Jimmy Butler did. That's like one of like the three, four biggest Jimmy Butler moments I know is the fact that he climbed the Chief. So that's cool. Um, you see, going back to last year, this is why I'm a little bit tempted to take the Heat in an upset. This is why I'm kind of leaning towards them. It's just because they they. Sh- slowed down Giannis last year and in the bubble obviously the circumstances aren't the same as they are now but they they slowed him down they shot well enough they were actually like one of the best shooting teams last year with Butler, Tyler Hero, Nunn, Robinson all those guys I don't know if it happens again considering where each team is now and how much Milwaukee has gotten better with the addition of Drew Holiday Miami seems to have regressed from last year. It's a bit of a hangover from making it to the finals. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see how – and plus the other X factor, I should say, is the Eric Spolstra kind of play in all this. He's arguably the best coach in the postseason if maybe Golden State doesn't get out of their play-in game again as we're recording this. But Spolstra knows the playoffs so well. He's beaten teams in a variety of ways with a variety of players. That's something I would keep an eye out on in this series as well. Um, Who are you taking to win, uh, Milwaukee or Miami? Uh, My pick in this one is Miami. Uh, You know, I think they have Giannis figured out, and I don't really know if everybody else will step up. I think the biggest performance – I recall last year was Brooke Lopez in game one versus the Raptors or, or something like that. No, it was two years before. Actually. Two years, I think, yeah. Oh, my memory is not that great right now. But uh, Nobody, I think, has a great memory at this point. <laughs> you know, I just, I just don't think uh, Brooke Lopez is going to put up big numbers. I just don't believe in Chris Middleton. Um, I don't, I feel like, you know, maybe he did, he probably does get better each year, but I just don't feel like he ever takes that step up ever since he made the all-star team once. Um, 
and I don't really know how much Drew Holiday does because I think most of his work is definitely on the defensive end. Uh, yeah, I definitely think the Heat, if they get hot, um, with the addition of guys like Ariza and Dwayne Deadman, I think they're a lot more solid on defense than they were earlier this year, even probably better last year. Uh, I definitely, I'm taking them over the Bucks. You know, I really want to pick Milwaukee. I, I think it would be a really cool story to see Giannis advance and, you know, maybe Giannis go for a title. I think that'd be really cool. I'm going to go with the Miami upset too. I, I, I just, I, I think the, I think the Miami storyline is better. I think the heat who are a six seed are back. If they beat Milwaukee, mm-hmm. depending on how much energy they, you know, use up in the first round series, but you got a bunch of different pieces, a bunch of different storylines with the Miami, you know, upset over Milwaukee that I think just purely, I want to see more than Giannis or the Bucks or Drew Holiday, or Budenholz, or any of those guys. That's why I'm going to take the Heat to win in round one. I'm, I'm going to say it's in six games. I'll say six games for Miami over Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm picking Miami in six games to beat M- Milwaukee. Uh, six games, seven games for you for, with Miami? I'm going seven. Seven. Uh, okay. I don't think I don't think the Heat are going to be on point all the, every single game, but you never know. The, the the Heat might pick it up as the series goes on, is what I, I'm hearing from you. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the two seven matchup in the East, where you have the number two seed uh, Brooklyn Nets, not the Boston Celtics. They're the seventh seed. Celtics are seventh seed. Nets are second seed. Uh, Twelve game difference in wins. Brooklyn had 48 wins this season, Boston at 36. Uh, is there a pathway for Boston to upset Brooklyn in the first round? Uh, you know, some games they've definitely looked like a top three, top four team in the East. Uh, some games, very few this year. But without Jalen Brown this postseason, uh, you know, just being a bit shorter in your rotation – losing your second best guy. Uh, I don't really see it happening. I don't see them getting many wins or any win- any wins at all, really. Uh, the Nets are coming in healthy. Uh, the Celtics are kind of struggling to figure it out without um, Jalen Brown. And Kemba hasn't really played that role of cardiac Kemba this year um, or even last year. So I don't think they'll be able to put, put it together. I think the only the only way the the only thing I see happening is if Brad Stevens can somehow outcoach Steve Nash and somehow puts the pieces or a system together to beat Brooklyn. Um, talent wise, I don't know. I, I think the three best players in this series are on Brooklyn. Um, there's just I, I don't see the, the path for the Celtics to upset Brooklyn in the first round. It's probably I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Brooklyn at four. I, I just don't see how yeah. it happens. I, I, I really would like to see the Celtics try and make the series competitive, but it's probably gonna be this is probably gonna be one of those 
blowouts for for four games and it's not going to be close at all yeah i'm probably i'm going to say you know probably four games as well i could see maybe the celtics getting a win if the nets side you know we're going to win the series either way we'll, we'll just rest some guys throughout the series mm-hmm. you know maybe they catch them a game where they rest like one or two players and boston comes out jason tatum another 50 but uh yeah definitely Nets probably sweep the series. Uh, let, we'll, we can talk about the next series here pretty quickly. Uh, Philadelphia, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, eighth seed. They lost to Boston in the first game, but they beat Indiana in the second play-in game to get the eighth spot against Philadelphia. Um, where, I guess, quite like there's two questions, I guess. Westbrook, he averages 35 points this series. Mm-hmm. And, okay, cool. And then second, uh, Philadelphia wins in four or five. Anything more is concerning, I would think. Yeah, I, I don't really see the Wizards getting wins uh, in this series, to be honest. Um, I think Ben Simmons is pretty good. As an on-ball defender, I think he'll limit either Westbrook or Beal. Um, they also have Embiid down low. Definitely, you know, kind of a, you know, in some people's eyes, kind of a snub from, from the uh, defensive player of the year running, uh, mainly due to injuries. Um, but I just think that the 76 series have such a better supporting cast, uh, and they de- they're a lot deeper. Uh, I just don't really see the Wizards competing um, outside of, you know, Westbrook and Beal maybe like absolutely dominating, but they're all, the 76 is also such a great defensive team that I think it's very hard for them. And I'm not sure how healthy Bradley Beal is. He wasn't healthy in the Boston game, uh, rested a little bit. He was looked better against the Pacers, but you know, just in the playoffs, it's going to be a lot more intense. He's going to have to play more minutes. Uh, I just don't see Bradley Beal producing enough. I definitely think it's a Sixers and four. I'm going to say Sixers and five. And you forgot about Thibault shutting down Roy Hachimura. That's going to be a, a critical matchup in this series. No, critical. but I'm critical. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say that the. Uh, I'm going to say that the Sixers win in five because the Wizards will take one game. I think I think either Beal or Westbrook or both they just go off one game, and they and maybe it's the first game because we've seen that recently where Orlando's you know shocked Toronto and Milwaukee in the first game of the playoffs, and then the you know top seed has a bit of an overreaction and overcorrection, but. I, I'm I'm going to say Washington takes one game, but the 76ers take it in five. You know, Joel Embiid likes his beef. Uh, you know, he we know he has a little bit of history of altercations with West, Westbrook. I think he'll be out the gate running. Is that the, is that the matchup you 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 try if you're either Philly or Washington? Do you want the Westbrook Embiid? You know, because Embiid plays so much at the perimeter anyways. You might as well just have him guard Westbrook the entire series. <laughs> You know, maybe not guard Westbrook, but uh, if, you're, if you're at a home game, you definitely play. You definitely uh, play into the Embiid hype. 
you know, that, that must also, that must be really fun. You know, if you're in a, in a crowd, Philadelphia home game, MB, it's all hyped up. He's doing little dances, little shimmies. You know, you know what he's going to do actually, just to hype him up even more. You know how they ring the bell at the 76ers before the 76ers game? They're yeah. going to make Embiid ring the bell before his own game. And like that's going to hype him up even more. And then he's going to play instead of, you know, a celebrity or Meek Mill or not that <laughs> Meek Mill. You're like those type of people, it's actually just going to be Embiid and he's going to ring the bell to get the season going or get the series going. Um, any other thoughts on the Eastern Conference? We'll do our finals prediction. Uh, later on here, but any other thoughts or, or hot takes in the Eastern Conference? Is it is it wide open? Do you think the East? I don't know about wide open. I think it's definitely competitive. Like definitely in the seven second round, I don't think you'll see sweeps really. Uh, I definitely think seventy sixes and next is going to be really fun. That's going to be really physical. Uh, you know, we, we know everybody, you know, we know these teams don't back down from other teams. You know, they're, they're pretty tough players. Um, yeah, that, well, that one's going to be really fun to watch if that's, that ends up being the matchup. Um, I think it kind of just goes how the standings go, but definitely, um, you know, in the semis and the conference finals, I think those are pretty close. Uh, you know, it's hard to predict those ones, but it'll be fun to watch. I, I'm kind of rooting for, like, because I've picked Philly to play Miami and I've picked New York to play Brooklyn. Uh, the Bam, Adebayo, Embiid matchup would be really fun. I think really exciting. And just the New York rivalry, too, I think would be really cool. Utah and maybe Golden State, maybe Memphis would be the one versus eight. Um, Phoenix versus LA is the two seven. The three six is Devon Portland, and the four five is Clippers uh, Mavericks. I was going to say Nuggets again. Clippers Mavericks four five. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start with the Clippers Mavericks and then kind of do what we did in the East? We'll go four five and then work our way back up. Yeah, sure. All right. So then uh, let's let's do Clippers Mavs. Uh, what do you think is going to be the difference in this series? Is it the Clippers actually getting their shit together and maybe, you know, being the elite team we all think they are? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson's healthy this year. He wasn't healthy last year. Paul George looks really healthy this year. Um, you know, he's played more games than Kawhi, which is saying something. Uh, you know, I hope it's not that, you know, that, Paul George thing where he's really good in the regular season and then, you know, his health kind of becomes an issue later in the season and then he gets to the playoffs. Yeah. Then he gets to the playoffs and then, you know, he's got like a shoulder contusion. He can't shoot, Uh, you know, because a lot of the times he's looked like a MVP in the regular season in some years in Oklahoma. Um, Not really, not really last year in LA because Kawhi was kind of at the, better performance but he's always looked really good in the regular season and I think he is quite healthy and I think it's going to be really hard for teams to beat the Clippers if he is healthy I I think the Mavs are a really exciting team with Luka even though they don't have the same bench that the Clippers do I still think Luka uh, we mentioned Jalen Brunson as a six-man candidate uh, on the last show so Jalen Brunson might be able to 
do something. Uh, Chris Stapps too. They, it's been a weird thing with Chris Stapps and Chris Stapps in New York or in well, Chris Stapps in Dallas. That whole thing. I I'm kind of leaning towards Dallas upset round one over the Clippers because we we saw that uh, against Denver. Uh, a surprise was a three one upset Denver over the Clippers last year in the playoffs. Yeah, the uh, reverse school reverse sweep. Yeah, reverse sweep. Um, who who are you taking in this series and why? Uh, I'm taking the Clippers in this series because I think versus the Clippers of last year, they've definitely lost some pieces like. Trez and Lou Williams, but they've managed to replace them with, uh, you know, Serge Ibaka. They've got Nicholas Batum now as well, Lou Kennard, uh, Rondo as well. Um, they've got, they just traded, you know, kind of X factor kind of niche guys for guys who are more consistent, better defenders. Uh, you know, they just provide a bit more for your team. Overall, um, you know, I, I really like Trez, but I think it was an issue for him in playoffs because he couldn't guard the positions he was required to guard, and he wasn't necessarily as effective because teams kind of owned in on him. And it was hard because Paul George wasn't shooting consistently, Lou Williams wasn't shooting consistently, uh, and then outside of that, they didn't have very good shooters or coaching around Paul George. I, I'm going to say Mavs in seven. Uh, this is a bit of a, a pick with the heart and not really with the head, which is never what you should be doing. You should never be making picks with your heart. But I'm going to go with the Mavs. And I'm going to say the Mavs win because I think Luca has a really good series. Uh, I think Chris Stapps has a really good series. Uh, JJ Redick, who is, I believe, recently required at, acquired at the deadline by Dallas. Uh, I, I'm excited to see how he does, if he's got another postseason run in him. You know, it, the other thing that people are kind of mentioning but aren't mentioning is the Kawhi factor with him. You know, he's a free agent after the year. He just signed a two-year yeah. option. If it doesn't, you know, if it's if this isn't the year, then when will it be with the Clippers? So that's kind of why I'm, I'm going to go with the Mavericks. Uh, I'm going to going to root for my boy Mark Cuban, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to take the Mavs to upset the Clippers in round one. So that's that's my round one upset in the West. One of them, anyways. Um, let's go to the three six matchup, Denver, Portland. Uh, Denver was forty seven twenty five. Portland was forty two and thirty. Um, what are you looking forward to the most in this series? Um, I'm looking forward to you know, performances by some of the bigger players in the series, like Jokic, uh, Dame, CJ, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, it's kind of unfortunate, though, that the Nuggets won't have Jamal Murray in this series. And they did fine in the regular season without him. Uh, they were able to, you know, slot Compazzo uh, up, and they also signed Austin Rivers, who, you know, he hasn't he hasn't really gelled with the team, but he's still like a very good bench player. Uh, you know, he could be a decent starter on other teams. 
but you know, you know they've managed to fill the fill the gaps but it's kind of you know in the back of my mind you know that they could be definitely be so much better with Jamal Murray my my the thing I'm I'm wondering or I'm curious about entering this series if Portland loses in the first round do they look at maybe splitting up Dame and CJ I, 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 that's what I'm wondering. I'm just. I don't I, know I'm, if they would go for that. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are kind of like, like, oh, Dame needs to get out of there, or you know, they need to, they need to rebuild. They're never like getting over the hump. But I think I just think that Dame and CJ kind of mean a lot to you know the Portland franchise and you know its fans, and I don't really. I think you kind of try and ride it out this year. Uh, you, well, you definitely ride it out this year, maybe probably next year as well. Um, you know, I think this duo definitely could work for sure. I just think that they haven't always had the right guys or they've had injuries some years where they were really good. Uh, you know, they've, they've been to the Western Conference Finals. They've kind of been on the been on the brink of it um they've just kind of they've just had injuries and you know since then they haven't really found uh consistency success i was gonna say they they were eliminated by the lakers in round one last year after going undefeated Mm -hmm. in the bubble like they won all their nine play-in games for the bubble and then they lost the lakers in the first round lakers went on to go win a championship uh they got swept by golden state in the western conference finals two years ago that was just Golden State, just being Golden State, the Warriors dynasty, where they still had Durant, not totally healthy, and and Clay and, and Curry and all that. But that team in Golden State was far superior to the one in Portland. I I'm just I'm curious to see if Portland decides to make any you know irrational decision after losing in the first round to Denver, where they are the lower seed. Um, and this is a weird year. It's such a weird year. I would hate to make, you know, um, I would hate to make big changes like that after the season that you just had and all that you went through. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if Portland wins the series, it'll be from out shooting Denver. I think Portland has the better shooters in the series and that's going to be the difference in the series. I actually like Denver more as a team to, you know, win with size, win with the big men. A, lot, a couple of their smaller guys are out with injury, but I kind of like the idea of having your bigger guys dominate this series. Um, we'll see about that. Um, who do you have winning and why? My pick for this series is going to be Portland. Um, this is, yeah, this is the upset that I'm, I'm feeling in the West. Um, you know, I just think that the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, they're a bit shorthanded. Uh, Will Barton, I'm not sure if he's fully healthy either. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how well he'll do in the playoffs with you know, consistent games, you know, kind of every day practically. Uh, I'm just not sure how they'll fare. Um, especially once, you know, a team is kind of locking on to court key players or 
Terry Stocks has figured out, you know, how they want to play them exactly or find a way to play them well. I just think the Blazers have so many scoring options. And I also think that they will probably out-rebound the Nuggets, which is kind of rare uh, for Portland to be out-rebounding a team. But I I think Yus Cantor definitely could do work. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, yeah, we've seen him do, we've seen him have 20-20 games. Uh, I just think that they have so much shooting. I think they, yeah, they're more athletic team. I think they'll play faster paced. And I just think that they'll be able, they have decent individual defenders. They haven't been like an amazing defensive team. They haven't always been a great rebounding team overall, but I think they have some great rebounders that will step up in the playoffs. And I just think that, you know, they just have a very, very strong offense and that they will win out just purely just outpace the Nuggets. Funny, uh, I have it circled on my notes. Don't sleep on Enos Cantor. He averaged 11 and 11 this season with Portland. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go with my boy Jokic. I'm going to say Denver wins in six, but... I, get, I, I think Portland has the better pieces, like you say, the better the better team within the team. Um, Denver, again, isn't 100% healthy. That's why I was kind of saying they could play through the strength, use the big men, uh, you know, go with the taller guys. But the one thing I, I wanted to ask you, a uh, question from Tage Deguchi, uh, friend of the pod. Um, what's your take on Bull Bull not getting any minutes? He asked this on Monday. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bull Bull not getting any playing time? I think it's just kind of hard to fit him in. Um, he's definitely a niche player. You know, he's a 7-3 guy who wants to play and operate like a point guard. But the big issue is that he can't do this against other guards. Um, he likely can't do it against decent defenders even who are even like you know, six, seven, six, six, like that's kind of size either. Um, it's kind of this weird thing where now you, you have to, you have to have him play against like a center or like a big that is slow and you'll have to bring him to the perimeter. Like you have to have really quality matchups for him. I think, um, I don't think that he would handle being double team very well. Uh, you know, he can always prove me wrong, but, you know, just based on sample size and how he hasn't really played against that many quality teams, um, it's, it's a big question mark. And on defense, he's definitely a liability. Like he's big, he can be a shot blocker, but he's really lanky. Like this dude is like 200 pounds and he's seven, three, um, you know, it's, he could definitely be like a good shooter, like underrated playmaking ability but you know i just don't think he has the weight to play a defense um and he's not quick fast enough to guard smaller guys either um yeah if he if he lost a foot he might be uh he might he might be okay it might work if he you know lost a foot and you know added some speed um maybe we'll get the bull canter matchup that we've all been waiting for this postseason don't tell me you wouldn't be interested in that. Uh, excuse me. Um, 
It's going to make Ennis look like Shaq. Is Enos Cantor prime Shaq? We'll find out in the series. Um, yeah, so Fuji's got Portland. I got Denver. Um, that's going to be a really fascinating series to see who wins that and who comes out on top there. Uh, let's go to the 2-7 matchup in the West. Our LA Lakers are the seventh seed going up against the two-seed Phoenix Suns. Um, first of all, good season for Phoenix. I want to I throw that out there. They basically went undefeated in the bubble last year, one of the last teams to get into the bubble, then went undefeated and still missed the playoffs. That's how bad they were last year. And now they're a second seed in the West. So kudos to Phoenix, kudos to Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Um, Fuji, how confident are you in the Lakers winning this series? I'm not that confident. Um, you know, the Golden State game, Golden State came out and did as well as their collective team could. Um, and they still nearly beat the Lakers. Uh, you know, it came down to LeBron hitting a clutch three. Um, it was. It's kind of hard to think that they would compete against the Suns and bring it every night. Um, if they struggled with a team like the Warriors, just because the, if you, know, if you think the Warriors are bad, you know, bad matchup, like running around the arc through the three point shooting, uh, Phoenix is, you know, the worst, one of the probably, probably one of the worst matchups, um, in the entire league. For, uh, if you're afraid of three-point shooting. Uh, you, we saw in the Golden State game that Andre Drummond's minutes were insanely reduced. And we saw Trez's Trez minutes very limited, um, only coming out in certain matchups against the Warriors, which they had less shooters on the floor. Um, you know, the Suns, they're like good, a good defensive team. They're very good three-pointing three-point shooting team. They work the ball very well. I think they could outpace the Lakers in a way if they're set up and on defense. Um, the Lakers is a very good defensive team, uh, one of the top-rated defensive teams, uh, even while they are missing their star players most of the year. Um, I think the saving thing for the Lakers is that down low, I think uh, – Anthony Davis will be like absolutely dominating DeAndre Ayton uh, and LeBron, you know, they don't really have an answer for LeBron either. Is this kind of, you know, Phoenix kind of has to outpace the Lakers in a way that, you know, they can't really keep up. You know, obviously the Lakers are a bit slower, um, you know, but they're still amazing. Like on defense, if they're forcing turnovers, they're cleaning the boards you know, they'll, they'll crush you. That was the next thing I was going to ask you. Is this going to have to, I mean, it's always a LeBron AD series. Like when the Lakers are in the playoffs, it seems like it's always reliant on them, but is it, is, is it going to be like Cleveland 2018 bad for LeBron where he's going to have to like contribute, like contribute 90% of the team's points or like, you know, assist or touch the ball on 90% of the team scoring positions. I kind of think that it might kind of be like that when I was watching some more of the recent Laker games where LeBron came back, whenever LeBron was off the floor, um, it kind of felt like 
you like on offense, they were trying to like run a couple sets and if the sets aren't really working, then you just throw it to AD and clear out. Like it's just AD doing isolation plays every get every time after that, or like some, unless they find some like really easy backdoor cut or easy open shot. Um, they just don't really have the ball movement when LeBron's not on the floor. Uh, they just don't really have a really solid point guard passer. Uh, Schroeder kind of definitely operates more like a two guard. Um, you know, you've seen, I've seen, I've seen like Alex Caruso play point guard a lot. Uh, big fan of that, by the way, but it's just not exactly the ideal route. Uh, I, I have players to watch in this series. Aiden for Phoenix, how the Lakers attack him if they decide to attack him. If that's, like you say, the AD to Aiden in the paint, let AD go to work. The other player to watch is Caruso and what kind of production he gives the Lakers, especially if LeBron and AD aren't 100%. They've been relying, it seems like, on Caruso quite a bit this year. Uh, I actually think he is like a talented player. I know there's the memes and the joke about him, but I, I do think he is actually a talented player. I, is he going to be a guy that can, you know, steal a game possibly for the Lakers? If he can, if Caruso can give him 20, 25 extra points, like not saying it will happen. It, it very rarely does, but maybe, you know, Caruso or maybe even THT, maybe he comes alive and has a good series as well. Um, we shall see. Um, who do you have winning this series? I'm kind of on the edge about this one. Um, you know, it's kind of weird going into it that the Lakers are kind of the favorites over the Suns, especially since the Suns had such a good year. Um, I, I really want to say the Suns on this one. I just... I just think people discredit them a lot. I think they're really, you know, they've, I think really overall they've been probably the best team in the regular season um, on, in the West. But, you know, just kind of some off nights, you know, shoot or shoot. And sometimes you're cold. Um, some guys, you know, had to rest, had small injuries. Um, I just... You know, I just think it's really hard for the Lakers to contain Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They're not super stacked defensively at the at the guard position. Um, and, you know, the Suns have a good supporting cast as well. I am going to roll with the Lakers in five games. I think, five games. I think the, here's the thing. The Lakers can't be screwing around any extra time with the Phoenix Suns and they don't have to. Uh, I think the Lakers want to get it over pretty quick. Uh, I, I think defensively they'll be able to shut down Aiton and Paul. Uh, I don't know about Paul. Aiton and Booker maybe. Paul is going to be really tough to defend because uh, Paul will find ways to make you pay. Uh, but I think it's. I think that's going to be really fun to watch anyways to see how the Lakers decide to shut down Chris Paul and how they go about doing that. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Lakers in seven games or in five games. I have the Lakers playing in five games and LeBron 80 have really good games. Um, I think Trez and Drummond are going to be really interesting to see what their roles are, but Lakers in five, give it to me, baby. Inject that in my, in my veins. 
That was cool. I'm not going to edit that out. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the, the the one seed versus the eight in the West uh, quickly, I guess? Utah is the number one seed. Uh, Memphis and Golden State, again, they're playing as we record this on Friday night. Memphis is actually leading 77-71. Um, do Memphis or Golden State have a chance against Utah, or is Utah winning that series regardless? I think it kind of depends on if Donovan Mitchell is going to be healthy coming into this game. Okay. We could, maybe we might see him come back too early, and maybe he might not look like himself. Uh, we might see him, you know, be a bit rusty coming out. Or maybe we might even not see him at all for a game or two. Or maybe, you know, because I, he's he is working on that comeback. Um, they're saying he is trying to join in on practices and, and such. But um, I just think that they just have, they're really consistent. You know, they're similar to Phoenix where they have very consistent shooters. Uh, I think you know Utah has the better, definitely has the better scoring options overall. Uh, overall, their team scores. You know they have players that can score a lot of points, and I think they just are better defensively than Phoenix uh, with Rudy Gobert, who is likely going to be the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know he's having having his best defensive season yet so far in his career, but. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely chance a chance to take a game off of them if Donovan Mitchell isn't very healthy or isn't there. Uh, I've been a big fan of Utah. I love Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell. I think I still have his jersey here somewhere. Um, this again, this is Utah. Here's the thing: I think this is Utah's series to lose. I would be concerned if I'd have to play Steph because if Steph wins tonight and he you know, is playing Utah. He has done really well against Utah in his career. Um, he's on a, a heater right now. He's on a hot streak, and I would hate to go up against Steph on a heater because there's not a lot of good ways to contain that. But I, I've, if Utah plays Memphis, I think Utah win. I'll give Utah five. I'll give Memphis an extra game because I think John Morant's that good. He can take a game. Um, if they play Golden State, I'll say Utah and because I think that's also just how good Steph seven. is and how yeah because I think that's just how good Steph is and, and how good Golden State is I think it goes seven but you, Utah should be I think both Memphis and Golden State Golden State I think is a much tougher matchup than Memphis is just because of the talent on Golden State but who do you have winning do, do, does Memphis or Golden State have a shot in this series against Utah no I don't really think so uh, I think I think it's a Utah sweep, either one. I think Donovan Mitchell will be healthy coming back into it. They just have such good three-point shooting, uh, team defense, and balanced scoring uh, between you know all, between all their starters and guys off the bench. Uh, I think it's going to be a real struggle for either one of the teams. Uh, you know, you kind of look right now at the Warriors uh, Memphis game, and there are only three Warriors in double figures, Steph Curry with 26, and the other two in double figures are Andrew Wiggins and Kent Bazemore. Uh, it's not really a, it's not really an amazing supporting cast right there. If, if I, if I was to, uh, if I was a GM, I think I would get at least one person uh, who could, 
help Steph Curry. But, uh, you know, Bob Myers didn't do that this year. <laughs> um, you know, I just think that, you know, everyone's like, oh, how do you stop Curry? How do you stop Curry? Uh, I just think that the rest of the Warriors are just so shaky, so inconsistent that you could just you could just suppress all the rest of them. And Steph Curry, you know, he could have 40, 50 points and, you know, it's just not, it might not even matter. Um, and then on the Memphis side, I think Memphis is a bit more competitive in the matchup because they're definitely more athletic. Um, but I just don't think that they have, and, and I don't think they have, they're definitely like one guy off. They need one, one guy who could, really score a lot of points if they want to make this work. Um, I just don't really think they have that guy. I don't really think Dylan Brooks is really an insane, um, you know, insane scoring machine if, you know, he's left a bit open. Uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, he he hasn't played a ton of games this year, uh, but he's been good. I just don't think he's really going to have games where he's like dominating. Uh, they're definitely going to go out Ja, and we, you know, Ja hasn't seen the playoffs before. I don't, and you know, Utah's a very good defensive team. I think he would probably struggle, um, especially with like good guards like Mike Conley, uh, defensive guards. Uh, I think he would definitely struggle. I just don't really think he has enough help on that team. Uh, not enough score, not enough scoring threats on the Memphis side, not enough, not good enough defense. Um, I just think Utah just outclasses both of those teams very heavily. Uh, as we're recording this right now, it's 78-73 Memphis over Golden State in the third quarter. And anything's possible with Curry out there. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, all right. Uh, two more segments left. I want to get your finals pick from you. And then we have uh, one more question uh, that people want to ask on the podcast. Fuji, who do you have winning the NBA championship this season? An East team and a West team. Who do you got? Uh, my finals pick would be my finals pick would be Nets and Suns. That would be my Ooh. our Nets. No, not not the Suns. Nets Clippers. Oh. That would be my matchup. Oh, that's even worse. Oh. Yeah, that's that would be my matchup. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> And then, and then who wins and how many games? Uh, I think the Nets would win. I think the Nets would win in, you know, like five or six games. I I like your son's pick better because I think that's cooler than the Clippers. But, yeah, that, that sounds about right. I am going to go because I am such a homer. I am, I am such a biased person. I have the Lakers beating the 76ers in seven games. Okay. I think the 76ers do it. They yeah. get all the way. Um, I'm going to go opposite. A lot of people are going to put money on Brooklyn. I'm going to put money on Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philly to get to the final, shut down all those guys somehow, and, and make it work. So I, I, I'm i going to go Lakers over 76ers in seven. There we go. Okay. That's our finals pick. Do um, you have a sleeper team or, or a team that, you know, could make a deep run. Um, well, in the West, you know, I kind of gave it away. I said this would be Clippers. Yes, Clippers. Um, you know, so, I, I just, I'm kind of, 
you know, I'm not like a fan of like the Clippers franchise, but like I'm, I'm, I like how they built the team this year. I thought they did a much better job this year. I think they're much more consistent. I just think, I think they would have even been a higher seed. I think they should have been competing for that two and one spot. I just think that, you know, injuries to Kawhi, um, you know, just trading guys, some inconsistencies, you know, with Lou Williams being inconsistent and they wanted to play him, you know, have him have with that like six man of the year kind of idea, but he just wasn't consistent this year. Couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, I, I think this really could be, this could be like the best team in the West come playoff time. Um, you know, I, I definitely think everybody health, everybody healthy on that team. Paul George very healthy. We haven't really seen that for a long time. Um, I definitely think they could be a contender. Uh, you, I, I know their first team, but Utah is a team I'm going to throw out there as they could make a deep run. Just, I, I, I think they're well balanced, well coached. Um, I think the I, I know I picked Miami. The, I know they're a sixty as well, but Miami, if they start John and they start getting it right, and if they go on a heater, Miami could also be a team I think you should look out for as a possible threat uh, from from the back of the pack. Um, final question on the NBA preview pod uh, come from Tanner. Uh, who asked a couple of questions on the Monday recording on the Tuesday show. Biggest surprise of the season for you? Just overall player or a team or just biggest surprise for you this season? Um, definitely would have to go with the Suns and the Wizards. That's definitely... That's, those are definitely my picks. Uh, I would say, like, yeah. Like, the Suns, I didn't know that they would, you know, they picked up some consistent guys, and everybody, all the young guys got better. Um, Chris Paul, uh, Jay Crowder being really good veterans, guys that the young guys could, um, you know, look to, have a lot of playoff experience, better, veteran leadership. Um, that really helps this team get better. They were already, you know, on the verge of getting better with Monty Williams. Um, but they just took a huge leap in the regular season that we haven't seen in a long time uh, from this franchise. Um, you know, it is a bit surprising to see them all the way up there. Um, the Wizards, to me, were surprised because I didn't – I really didn't think that John Wall, Russell Westbrook was a deal that – was being looked at really um, until John Wall announced that he wanted, he wanted a trade and, you know, Houston was like, okay, well, let's, we'll just flip our point guard for John Wall uh, because Westbrook wasn't healthy at the end of last year, the playoffs he was, you know, he was recovering a bit. He's like about 80%. And then earlier this year, um, at the start of the year, he was not very healthy. Um, James Harden was unhappy in Houston. You know, it looked like they wouldn't do amazingly well unless Westbrook got healthy. They decided to bite the bullet, uh, ship Westbrook off. And then he got, you know, he recovered. He's very healthy and he led the Wizards alongside Bradley Beal to the playoffs. Um, because really at the start of the year, I thought, we would see, you know, the return of John Wall, 
the Wizards would try and make a comeback. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just a very different storyline than what I thought at the start of the year. I'm, I'm going to go with the Knicks. I'm going to say the Knicks are the most surprise, biggest surprise of the season. Um, Cause I, I honestly didn't see them as being a playoff team, much less a, a fourth seed, you know, with home court advantage in the first round. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I really, really, really hope I, I can't say this enough that this is not just a one year blip. I really, yeah. really hope this is the start of something great, something exciting, something big with the Knicks. I, I don't know if it is. I'm, 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 I'm a little skeptical with Dolan at the helm. But I'm going to say the Knicks are the biggest surprise this season. They're one of the coolest stories. Julius Randle's one of the coolest, coolest stories. R.J. Barrett, Canadian, one of the coolest stories. Um, and that's why they're my biggest surprise of the season. Uh, before we head out, Fuji, any other hot takes, thoughts, predictions before we call it a night? No, I think I think we've kind of been you're, through you're all our like playoff hot takes. Um, yeah. Mm. If the if the Nets if the Nets win a championship, who's the playoff MVP for the fucking Nets? I think it's James Harden. I think he works the best with the rest of the team, not just like within the big three, but the, the rest of the team. Um, he's been the big, the best distributor on that team. Who's a he was even a top three MVP candidate earlier this year when he was healthy. Um, it's just that with injuries, it slowed, it slowed his you know campaign down a bit. Um, in Houston, when he was playing in Houston, that also hurt his MVP campaign because he wasn't really motivated. He wasn't really trying to go out and win games. He was just trying to you know get through the games and then hit the strip club. Uh, yeah, I definitely think James Harden is probably the best player for the Nets, um, but really, really the biggest threat to Kevin Durant. All right. Well, Fuji, thank you for taking the time to do two podcasts with us this week. So glad that we could have the NBA playoffs in as close to a normal fashion as we can. Uh, be sure if you're listening to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got some new content coming out on the YouTube channel. Uh, be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can get your music or podcasts. Uh, you know the drill. Be sure to check out our website. We're going to have some more blogs coming up. I'm going to start writing more, which is cool. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to write about. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you again to Fuji for coming on. And we'll talk again soon. Peace out. Peace.